When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, let's talk about the under-18s Northern Territory team. Um, Obviously, plenty of AFL played last week, and we will get back to the AFL stuff, but I want to localise it a little bit more. The Northern Territory under-18s play in the Coates AFL Talent Hire Division, which is to Mm. simplify it a little bit. It's the old TAC Cup. It's the old under-18s competition that's in Victoria with Calder Cannons and all those teams. Uh, They played Tasmania last weekend in Melbourne out at Craigieburn, Highgate, and they were absolutely smashed again. So Tasmania 27-14, 176, defeated the Territory 6-4-40. The previous week they lost to Calder Cannons uh, 198-25 or something in that vicinity. What are your general thoughts on results like that? Obviously, it's not a good thing. Are there big concerns for you about the pathway of young footballers from the Northern Territory? I think, yeah, there's massive concerns, um, especially losing to Tasmania um, by that margin. Mm. We both come through the you know, the system, um, and we never, you know, sometimes you'd beat Tassie, sometimes you'd lose. You wouldn't yeah. lose by much. Be a 50-50, 60-40, something yeah, like that. It's, it's, and sometimes when we versed the cup sides, we never had our good mm. um, teams in. So we had, like, you know, six to eight players out, but you'd still lose by 10 goals, mm. but not the margins we're seeing now. So, And the teams, the Thunder side does look like pretty strong compared to what like there's pretty strong aspect of players that are from the territory that you were know, probably in that top 22 players yep so massive concerns i think for the thunder program will rollins andrew green and taj stanley the better players for the territory team mm. taking a positive route just for the next bit <laughs> who out of those three have caught your eye so rollins um I'll start with basically a player who you were hearing big raps about. Always, um, my, my inbox was always going off with Rollins about the performances that he was putting together in South Australia. He's a Southern Districts junior. Um, I think he represented the under-12s Northern Territory team about three or four times or something crazy like that. So always a young kid that um, that the districts rated and, and Northern Territory football and that pathway rated. Went down to SA and has played some really, really good footy in the Sandville Juniors um, and then has played a few senior games now for Southern Districts where he's looked pretty good as well. Is he our best draft chance, Will Rollins? I'd say so. Um, I think Taj Stanley has another year though and he's yeah. an elite runner so um, and he's captain in the team so hopefully he can sort of but it's going to be hard to have too many drafted inside to lose him by that margin I think so mm. Will Rollins did you know he's his form um, two seasons ago playing Premier League footy but was really good but it does not surprise me that those three are the, the three players that played the best considering mm. the players that have played the most Premier League football um, or played at a high level when they played Premier League and I think it's been a bit of a cop-out with clubs just playing these kids too yep. much in the 18s and not pushing them up. And then all of a sudden, they're going up to the coach's higher level mm. and they get found want- wanting. Like, yeah. It's pretty obvious why that is. So, Do you think it's tricky for 
your small forward types? Because when you think about the draft, if you were to profile the average Northern Territory footballer that gets drafted into the elite system, I'm thinking like a, a talented small forward. You know, that's probably we've had more of those than, say, key defenders or ruckmen or in an under mm. midfielders. So if you're a talented small forward, though, how are you going to shine out in that Territory team? I don't think you could play... I think you could play Alwyn Davey, for example, played for Bombers on the weekend in the Anzac Day, put him in a game for the Northern Territory team against Tassie or a call to cannons, and he wouldn't shine out just because of the fact that, um, you know, the ball's... They're getting starved of opportunities. Obviously, there's Waylon Davey playing in the under-18s at the moment who, ball in hand, is a phenomenal footballer and very, very talented. But when they're getting smashed by 150-plus points, they're starved of opportunities, these kids. They can't have these games where they just bob up for three or four goals and then an AFL team takes a punt on them because we're not kicking three or four goals as a team a lot of these weeks. So Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too certain they've got an, a talented small forward in there that's draftable at the moment. But what, they have to play midfield. No, that's the only you know, answer and some of them don't have the tank to play midfield, mm. so they're doomed anyway. Well, um, Davey's the one I'm thinking. If we're picking names Davey, here, yeah. So apparently, his plans the midfield, but yeah, um, but yeah it, it is a worry though because recruiters do watch the territory sides to mm. see that glimpse of X factor talent. And at the moment, you're going to have to go into the midfield if you want to see the football. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the year I'm just thinking back to say our years, putting a bit of a personal spin on it. Gibson Turner was picked up as a bit of a prospective rookie selection by Richmond mm-hmm. because he bobbed up and kicked a few goals in the Nationals. I think your year you had Troy Taylor, is that correct? Or, or one of those years you had Troy yeah, Taylor. Yeah, and you had Ross Tungatala. Yeah, and players like that may not have been able to stand out as much as they did had they come through this current. Because like you said before, the games that you were playing alongside Troy Taylor or, or these guys were playing in these NT teams, they may have lost games, but they were still it was still a competitive contest. They were still competitive enough to sort of show their wares to recruiters at a higher level. Yeah, it, it's, yeah it's definitely alarm bells and um, kids are going to have to make sure when they go to back to whether it's um, school football or local football or if they are lucky enough to play some Tech Cup football as well, um, that you know they do shine out in those games as well because if you're a forward, you're not going to you know, get an absolute, you know, an, mm. a, a good number of inside 50s to show your wares. Um, but the recruiters will understand that as well, I think. And yeah, if they see silly. a few little glimpses that maybe this kid's, you know, a, mm. a, a, a take a punt on him, um, they'll do that. And I think that's sort of, you know, but yeah. you need a few more opportunities, don't you? I think, and this is definitely putting you on the spot here because it is a tough question, but if you were in control or a decision maker at the NTFL, at AFL-NT, what changes would you implement into the junior programs uh, or at least into the local competition for next season? Now, to preface this question a little bit, I just think these junior games, and you've mentioned it time and time again on this show, mm. they're too short. They're not mm. playing enough minutes. Um, you know, it's. I know we can talk about the lightning rule and there's so many different things um, associated with why they're not playing enough minutes, but what would you change if you were a decision maker? Uh, right now, I think we're in dire straits. I think, mm. um, which is pretty hard, to, which is pretty crazy to say, but a couple of left field ideas would be opening up the the trying to find the best kids at under twelve level. Yeah, trying to get those kids, harness them. If we're going to play short games, fine, but let kids play two games a weekend. Yeah, I agree. So if you if I've, my my kids are going under twelve, I want them to play under fourteen, stiff two as well. Mm-hmm. Let them do that. And then there's some kids that don't want to play rugby league, don't want to play soccer, don't want to play basketball. They might want to play football all year round. So try to establish a dry season comp for juniors. Mm. That could be an option. So, But I think we're going to have to need to start doing these things if we're going to develop these kids because right now I just don't think it 
it, not at NT Thunder level, but at NTFL level in the hierarchy, I don't think there's people there that understand the situation or care enough about it mm. because it seems like they're just sugarcoating it. Um, and people have said, oh, no, there was positives in the results, and I don't see any positives. I think that the coaching's an interesting one too, and I don't mm. want to, like, single out, say, a Brent Renner for single out some of the other great people we have involved in, in the junior pathway system up here. But I often wonder, is Renoff getting enough support? Does he have enough people around him? Does he have? Does that role pay enough to attract quality assistance? Um, mm. And then I look at the school sport NT system, and traditionally that's been a very transient position, that, that coaching role there. You couldn't name all the sort of people who have coached the under-15s NT over the last five or six years because there's normally a different guy every year or, mm. or, or you know someone who's not overly credentialed with all due respect. So I think that that school sport NT is probably a... Um, um, an area of improvement. Yeah, it definitely is. And some of the best kids, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, like some of the best kids can't afford to do the school mm. sports NT yeah. uh, trips as well. And But, you know, I, I have heard that, you know, I, I, Brent does have to coach the girls as well. So I think that might be an AFL decision where they need to bring in, you know, we do have experienced women's coaches up here. Yeah. So try to get a woman in to um, coach that and be remunerated correctly, um, which frees up Brent just to get back into that 18s boys space. And I know two It's hard to split that role. Yeah, it's too much. Um, and that's an AFL decision. So mm. AFL needs to get that money for that position. It's a strange decision. Heidi Thompson had that money before in yeah. that position. Um, so they, like, well, there was a lot of young up-and-coming women coaches mm. that will do the role. So they need to do that. Um, and also, I think under about two or three years ago, the under-16s, they were getting sent an emails to the clubs to nominate players. That's mm. just... Some clubs are nominating 20 players yeah. and they were ranked fifth on the ladder out of eight teams. Yeah. And then they had 20 kids rocking up a trainer from this one club that are middle-tier club. They want to know where it's going wrong. That's some of the stuff like that. that that's just... Yeah. You can't even go down and watch under-16 footy and identify talent. So that's... There's massive concerns, I'm, I'm afraid. Well, I suppose that's being reflected at the moment with the on-field results. And, and we are mm. we need to make sure, so we're going to a break here, Rob, but mm. before we wrap up this under-18s NT thing, it's not a matter of, like, we could talk about the results every week and have the same conversation. We are just spruiking ideas, playing devil's advocate a little bit. Obviously, mm. no one's taking pleasure in seeing the NT losing games like this. Um, you know, I still check the score with pride as a Territory, and Rob, I'm sure you're the same. Um, so, yeah, hopefully onwards and upwards from here. They do have plenty of really good people involved in the program, certainly not a criticism on Renner for the other guys that he has behind him, um, but it's just a very, very difficult job, and, and, and I would feel a lot of pressure if I was in those positions uh, to not only get these Territory kids drafted, but to also be more competitive uh, when we go down south and, yeah, and put on the yellow ochre and black. Yeah, definitely, and like you've got Kieran Parnell down there as well, so... Mm. Um, given back to the football but yeah even like what we've identified that that all the stuff that we've identified as issues um, and improvement areas is going to be from the under 12 level moving mm. forward so that's we've got a long process yeah. now it's I not think. just one thing it's not nah. just remove runoff and, and pop someone or, or get more assistant coaches there's about 20 different things that would probably have to happen yeah like uh, the coaching would have to be the last decision on my books at the moment it's it's the under 12 level we need to identify this talent way earlier like they do in Victoria mm. and start getting more games of football into these kids because right now we've been found lacking yeah plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the top end thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter